0: Hi, I'm Ali, salon director at the Head Garden Hair Salon in Inverness, and I'm delighted to be sponsoring this brilliant new podcast called Lump. It's honest, raw, challenging, funny, and very, very sweary. But let's face it, cancer is a bit bloody sweary. One last thing, make sure you rate, like, and share Lump wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a million. And over to Penny. Hard to kill. I'm not very good at looking at myself yet, so the thought of others looking at me is a challenge. An appointment has come through for me to go back to the hospital to see my surgeon and review where things are at six months down the line six months. I can't decide if that seems like a very long or very short time. It certainly seems like a very short time for so much change to have been wrought on my life. But at the same time, it feels like I've been trapped in this body for an eternity. Part of me thinks, six months? Has it only been six months? The other part yells, Fucking hell, surely I should be further down the line by now? I don't want to go back to the hospital. I'm embarrassed about the fact that my reconstruction didn't really work too well. I feel I've failed the team at the breast clinic. I think they're going to be disappointed with me. Truth be told, I'm disappointed with me. I feel I should have made a better job of this whole recovery malarkey. I'd like to be a model pupil, but I'm not. I'm a bit of a whinge. I give off a whiff of dissatisfaction, even though I try not to. But it's not easy, because people will persist in asking me how I am. I'm getting better at deflecting the question, steering the conversation in a different direction, but the more perceptive call me out and push the conversation back round to wanting to know how I am. I've been at a loss for how to respond. I always feel that you're expected to supply a breezy, I'm fine, really not bad, much better, thanks. But actually, quite a lot of the time I feel frustrated, trapped and pissed off. I usually mutter something about it being a long, slow road, but I'm going in the right direction, which elicits the response, Well, you look great! I'm not sure why looking great when you feel like shit feels quite so unsatisfactory. But it does. I've banned my mum from asking how I am. She's allowed to say a casual, how are you, when she calls. But it has to sound general, all-encompassing, not too invested. Asking about my back is specifically on the banned list and asking if I've been getting enough rest is completely and utterly banned. But telling other people they can't ask me how I am is less easy. People want to know. David's niece came to visit the other week, and instead of asking me how I was, she told me how she'd passed David as she came up the track. They'd stopped and wound down their respective car windows. How's Pen? she'd asked. Hard to kill, came David's reply. It was perfect and I snatched at it like a long, sort, odd-shaped jigsaw piece. If you reply, hard to kill, each time someone asks how you are, you provide them with just the right dose of dark humour, light touch and get-out-of-jail-free card. But hard to kill doesn't seem quite the right response when I find myself back in the beigely bland hospital examination room. There's four of us there all wearing masks in deference to the COVID world that still haunts us. And I weigh up my answer carefully when my surgeon asks the inevitable question. It's not been what I expected was about the best I can muster. I feel guilty. I'm feeling like I've failed, like my body has not behaved the way it should. I don't want to admit to the full horror of what it has felt like. I don't want to say that I sometimes feel like I've been buried alive, like I'm encased in concrete, like I've had so much more stolen from me than I'd anticipated. Instead, I pull off my T-shirt and bra and let them see for themselves just how badly I've failed. My left breast is shrunken and puckered, a gargoyle clinging to my torso. He talks about how they can fill it out, how much they can improve it with lipo. But he says he's no idea when that can happen in the current climate. He couldn't even hazard a guess. And then he says he's sorry it's not the result we were hoping for. And I realise it's him who thinks he's failed me, not the other way round. You saved my life. I say to him, I'm alive and cancer-free. I remember a conversation I had with acclaimed choreographer Claire Cunningham some years ago when we were working together on a Radio 4 talk. I'm paraphrasing, but it went something along the lines of if we're lucky, we'll all become disabled because we'll live long enough to get old. The idea of us all inching our way towards disability of our living long enough to suffer impaired vision, hearing loss, hips that don't work so well, gnarled, arthritic hands, lodged itself in my consciousness. And it's an idea that I return to dust off now. I'd hope to live long enough to be less able, but maybe, in some strange way, in order to live longer, I have to pay in advance with some reduced ability. Maybe that's just the price of my own longevity. And when I think of it that way, it nudges the whole thing into a more comfortable place. If this is the price of a longer life, is it not a price worth paying? Claire says her disability makes her unique, makes her different. And I wonder if now I'll live long enough to see what my own new body is capable of. I hope so. Hi, this is John from The Head Gardener. If you're enjoying the Lump podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and share it with everyone you know, because let's face it, cancer affects everyone around us in one way or another. We hope you enjoy listening to Lump as much as we all do. So next time you're in the salon, Tell us how much you're loving Lump podcast and we'll give you a free gift. Coming up in the next episode. It's a moment. One of those important ones. And the two or three seconds I take to weigh it up ripple across the air between us. She's one of my closest friends. There's nothing I wouldn't share with her or do for her but this. Lump is written and presented by Penny Stewart and produced by Adventurous Audio.